0: even the more. But because we can't phrase that in any kind of way, we just say, Lord, take my hallelujah. Because what does total surrender and sacrifice look like? What, what, what does that truly look like? To surrender your all. To give your all. None of us can even fathom that. So we express this one phrase, my hallelujah belongs to you because truly if you understood your hallelujah and how powerful that is then you would simply offer that up my hallelujah belongs to you can we clap our hands one more time hallelujah glory to the lamb of god well good morning church or shall i say good afternoon Amen. Welcome into the house of the Lord. Hey, if this is your first, second, or reoccurring time here with us on this morning, do me a favor. Just wave at me real big. won't have you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, Evangelism 101, thank you for coming this morning. Amen. We were in Zia's and Amen. Had opportunity uh, at the table next to us. That's why, he, listen, you got to live your life for Jesus, just not on Sunday, but all the time. Because every moment is an opportunity for you to show the light of Christ. Hey, God. Y'all some good Sunday morning folk, but how you living on Monday morning? Hallelujah. What an opportunity to minister to a, a, a table mate, shall I say, across from us and invited her to church and amen she showed up this morning praise the lord they mean to put you on the spot i'm just looking at direction because i don't want to put on the spot so y'all won't know who she is it could be anybody over there third row first seat anybody i ain't calling her out just amen amen oh wait she is third row for my bad i'm to bust you out like that amen bless the lord so every moment Is an opportunity for us to show forth the life and the light that God has deposited on the inside of us. You never know who you're going to encounter. You never know who who is watching. You never know. You never know. People are watching. So that old song, that old R&B song that I'm trying to get rid of, I always feel like somebody's watching me. y'all know y'all know that song (laughs) leave me i I always feel like (laughs) amen let's jump into the word of god on this morning be real brief before we do i want to honor and celebrate our new ordained and licensed pastors in the house dr andrea pastor dr andrea brown as well as pastor adam johnson our executive pastor and then formerly known as Evangelist Tiffany Lillian, now Pastor Tiffany Lillian. We honor you guys on this morning. Uh, we thank God for each of you. Let's go to work this morning. Grab your Bibles, Isaiah chapter number 40. Isaiah chapter number 40, if you would, in verse number 3. Grab also the Gospel of John chapter number 1. I heard this in my spirit, Zephaniah. Chapter number three, the Lord is singing a song over you. It just dropped in my spirit. That the Lord is singing a song over you. I don't know what you're dealing with right now. I don't know what you're going through, but the Lord is singing a song over you. He's serenading you right now. For God to sing over you. Good God Almighty. I don't know what your trial or your tribulation is right now, but the Lord is singing a song. You know how it is when your song come on, you're just like, ha. Ah. The Lord is singing over you. He's serenading you right now. He's wiping the tears from your eyes. <laughs> He's comforting your bruised and battered heart. The Lord is singing over you. Isaiah chapter number 40. If you would stand to your feet. Good God Almighty, that's resonating in my spirit. The Lord is singing over us. We're going to make our faith declaration on this morning. I need you to say it loud and strong like you believe it if you would. Let your neighbor know that you are awake and wake them up if they're asleep. Are you with me? Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready. And my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich, wealth and riches shall be in my house. Declare that over your neighbor, say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Prophesy to your other neighbor, say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Be bold and declare it over yourself, say wealth and riches shall be in this house. Shout I'm blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. My church is blessed. blessed. I'm blessed. blessed. Now shout amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40, amen, Isaiah, chapter number 40. Where's my ready reader there in the back? Grab Isaiah, chapter number 40, if you would. I know y'all see Joshua on the screen. That's all right. Sometime life happens. Isaiah chapter number 40 and verse number three. That's why it's good to bring your Bible. Maybe the Lord did that for those of you who are waiting for it to be on the screen. But they put it up there anyway. Amen. Let them suffer, suffer, suffer. Bear their own cross. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 40 and verse number three. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway of our God. Good God almighty. Make straightway a highway of our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and the rugged places a plain. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. And God, we give you praise. Father, in this moment, breathe the fresh into our spirits and our hearts. Bring up the valleys and bring low the mountains. And Father, lift up our bowed heads that we may worship and adore you from a place of purity and not of brokenness. God, we give you glory and God, we give you praise. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do praise. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen Amen and Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Try to give you what I have for you in this brief moment. Bring me to my Amen title slide, if you would. Hallelujah. There's some humming in the monitors, a little air for, I don't know if we got something still open we can go past Galatians. There we go. Uh, tell your neighbor I got options. Tell your other neighbor I have options. Thank you, sir. I got options. I, I don't think you. <laughs> tell your neighbor again, I got options. Now, don't look at your spouse now and say that, don't no? No. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because options will be exercised if you declare that to your spouse. I got options. Amen. And and, and truth be known, uh, God has afforded us the ability to choose what we want to choose. Tell your neighbor again I have options. And if you'll be honest today, and I know we got some children in here, but there were some options you chose, B.C., that is, before Christ, uh, and M.C. That um, I'll tell you M.C. later. But B.C., before Christ, you woke up one morning next to a person who you shouldn't have chosen. Because you were exercising your... <laughs> you said B.C. and M.C. You know M.C., right, Mike? What's MC? Married, child. I'm just married, MCB. So so before that time, we exercise options. We we make choices and really life itself is not about what's happening to you, but how you respond to what's happening to you. You have a choice to respond to things or you could just let things happen. Tell your neighbor again, I have options. I have options and leaving Jesus ain't one of them. I got a lot of options in life, but me leaving Jesus is not one of the options I want to exercise. Because I done tried everything else. Can I just testify for a second? I done tried everything, and, and everything I've tried never turned out too well in my favor. See, see, you have choices in life, and it, it's the choice that you make in life that determines what's happening in life. I know we want to give the devil all kind of credit for all the stuff that, that's going on in your life, but baby, to be honest, is that it's really a choice you made that got you where you are. It, it's a choice that you made to be in the situation, to be in the turmoil that you're in, because if you would have chose something different, you got a different Outcome. Tell your neighbor again, I have options. And we see in the Gospel of John, chapter number 6, verse number 68 Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where, where else am go? I going go? I can choose this way, but that way, the end of that choice is destruction. Or I could choose to follow you because this is eternal life. You can make a choice. Tell your neighbor, make a choice you got to make a choice because if you don't choose to follow him, then you're choosing to find yourself in destruction. And Peter said, Lord, where should we go? You have the words of eternal life. This is at the point of which Jesus is giving a very harsh teaching. He's telling his disciples and those who are with him. He says that you have to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And they begin to murmur and complain, saying, this is such a harsh teaching. How can we eat of your flesh and drink of your blood? So they decided to exercise their options and watch, leave Jesus. So Jesus turns to his disciples and says, are you going to leave too? And Peter declares, where else are we going to go? Who are we going to turn to? Because you have the words to eternal life. God always gives his best. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. God always gives his best to those who leave the choice with him. You can always assure that you're going to receive the best when you leave the choice up to God. Amen. Ah, for the single ladies. Where the single ladies at? Single ladies? Where you at? Amen. Leave the choice up to God. Because if you chose and you have chosen like you chose in the past, you're going to find yourself with the same why I keep track, attracting the same type of guy? Because you keep making the same choice. Why does this keep happening to me? Because you keep making the same choices. But when you leave it up to God, tell your neighbor, leave it up to God. When you leave it up to God, you can always receive the best because God gives good gifts. Come on, somebody. God gives good gifts. He loves his children enough to give good stuff. So if you leave the choice to God, guess what you're going to get? Good. The very best. So leave the choice up to God because it's up to Him to make sure that you receive the best. Life is full of choices and decisions. One decision can birth. An eternity, an infinite amount of outcomes. Think about that for a second. One decision you make, one choice that you make, can birth an infinite amount of outcomes. If you choose to wear a red dress today, while you're in your closet looking for that red dress, the moment you choose that red dress out of your closet, it can birth an infinite amount of incomes. Because while you're looking at that red dress, taking your time, trying to pick out the right one, you pick out the red dress. There is somebody contemplating suicide and, and, and as you're choosing that dress the time it takes for you to pull it out the closet they're contemplating suicide so now you get in your car going to where you're going and you encounter that person at the right time I just don't understand the power of choice Everything you do can birth an infinite amount of incomes while you're delayed at the railroad track, while that train is holding you up. The choice to make a U-turn and go the opposite way could have been an 18 wheeler on the other side waiting to crash right into you. The power of a choice. Every choice you make births an infinite amount of outcomes. It is what some psychologists call the butterfly effect. It is the ripple effect. The butterfly butterfly effect is that the flapping of a butterfly's wings on one side of the earth can uh, drastically impact the weather patterns on the other side of the world. Just a flap. Yeah. Just one flap. Can I say it to you this way? Just one choice. Just one choice that you make can impact the trajectory of your life. One choice, one choice can change everything. The one choice, the choice to marry, not to marry, the choice to go, not to go. One choice, tell your neighbor one choice. If you choose to exercise your options, that one choice you make can change your entire life. Your whole life. The greatest sign of growth lies in choices, the choices you make. Oh, that's good right there. The greatest sign of your growth, your maturity is in the choices you make. Because here's the deal. Watch this. You can choose to go back and live for the world. Oh, oh, you know, it's Friday night. Just got paid. You, you know, you can make a choice to live for the world and go back to the world. Just one choice. But, but the greatest sign of your growth is to choose something different. That when you're faced with the old life and being presented to you, you can choose to accept it or you can choose not to. Somebody shall grow up. That's the greatest sign of your growth is you're making new choices, new decisions, not like the old you. Oh, y'all quiet up in here. I'm going to deal with you this morning. So if you want to grow up, guess what? You have to make the right decisions. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll take my time then. Amen. Y'all got me for 17 more minutes. No, y'all better work it out. <laughs> He's been working on me all week long as I was studying this. He was like, make some better choices. Make... see, y'all think I'm preaching to y'all, I'm preaching to myself. Grow up, make some better decisions. It's time to grow. Do some things differently. Show the world that you've changed. Show the people you encounter that you change. Show your family that you have changed. Make some different decisions. Amen. So we see in Genesis chapter number 2, we see in Genesis chapter number 2, God, he, he gives uh, Adam and Eve the ability to make choices. To, to have options that they can exercise. Oh, what a cruel God he is. <laughs> that he will plant a tree in the garden that you cannot eat of to tempt you like that. Such a cruel God. (laughs) That's what people say. Why would God put a tree in the garden to tempt Adam and Eve? You know, when it's just one tree that they can't touch. Oh, but this same cruel God is a kind God because not only did he plant one tree that they could not eat of, but he planted a whole archer, a forestry of trees that they could. See, we take so much time in the choice of looking at what we can't have instead of focusing on all of the stuff that God has made for us. We look at the one tree they can't touch, but they had a whole forestry of trees that they could touch and eat. They had this whole thing. So now people are focused on the one thing God didn't do, but what all about the good things? Tell your neighbor, make the right choice. You can choose to focus on the one thing or you can look at God for the many things. You got to make the right choice. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. There he put man in whom he had formed. And then watch this. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight to look at and good for food to eat. And the tree of life also was in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Two trees that the Bible speaks of. But it talks about the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and good of evil. We know the knowledge of good and evil. God said, I don't want you to touch this. Tell them in your best MC Hammer voice, tell your neighbor, can't touch this. Amen. If I had a dance in the house, y'all could bust that. No, okay. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The first of is Fishon, that it is which compassed the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. Somebody shout gold. The gold in the land is good, and it's bullion, and onyx, and stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon, and same it is that compassed the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hadeko, that is, which goeth towards the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man, watch this, and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, "Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat." Gave him like a what's that? Uh, what's that restaurant that y'all love? Golden Corral, a little buffet, you just eat all you want, huh? But the tree of knowledge of good and evil, uh, thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. In other words, if you exercise your options to do what I commanded you not to do. Death. Oh, but you think again, that's such a cruel God. Why would you kill me for disobeying you? It wasn't so much as a physical death. Because the wages of sin is death. So when he says that you will die, it's not a physical death. Because truth of the matter is, we all have exercised some options that we were due death, but we didn't die. Oh, come on, party people. Party people. You, you know, you done some stuff, got drunk that night and driving home. And, you know, you were so drunk, oblivious of what's going on. And you ran a red light. Oh, yeah. OK, man, I'm just telling on myself right now. It, you, you, you know, you were smoking with some friends that you never smoked before? And, and, and they laced it with some stuff that you never... Y'all cried up again. Y'all, y'all like y'all been good all your life. You slept with that man and he had some disease that was uncurable, but God spared you. You exercised your options, but God kept you. Oh. And, and, and here it was... It, He said, if you exercise this option, death is coming unto you. And they exercised it. But neither Adam nor Eve fell to the ground and died. You know what that death was? It was a separation from the presence of God. That when we exercise options contrary to God, when he knows what's best and we decide to do otherwise, God says, well, listen, hands off. I need to separate myself from you. Here, God. I-, I need to bag up from this because you have become your own God. You have decided to do what you want to do. You decided that you know what's best for you, bigger than what I know, greater than what I know. So I'm just going to just bag up, let you do you, boo, have your way, do what you want. And I'll just be here waiting for when you come back. Said, surely thou shalt die. And the Lord God... Took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden you may eat freely. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Hear this. Happiness is a choice that may require some work. Happiness is a choice. You can choose to be happy in the things of God or you can choose not to. Oh, God. Tell your neighbor, it's a choice. When you exercise the option to choose Jesus, you can either in Jesus choose to be happy or not. See, that's where we get it twisted with our Sunday saints is that because they're not smiling all the time. Because, you know, you were told when you gave your life to Christ, everything was going to be all right. Anybody been told that before? Oh, just give your life to Jesus. Everything going to be all right. And the moment you gave your life to Jesus, all hell broke out. Oh, yeah. Where my faithful saints at? You, you know, the moment you gave your life to Christ, that's when your marriage started going down the tube. You got laid off of your job. Your family turned their backs on you. Sickness came into your life. Your money was funny, changed, strange. All of that stuff when you gave your life to Jesus. But you had an option to exercise. Do I stay or do I go? You had to exercise some options at that moment. Even though things are bad, you had an option. Do I still serve Jesus? Or do I turn my back on Jesus? Happiness requires some work. Are you ready to put in the work? Are you willing to put in the work? Tell your neighbor, I got options. Yeah. Tell your other neighbor, I got options. And leaving Jesus ain't one of them. So, so, so here it is. The disciples are now in this moment with Jesus. And Jesus gives them this harsh teaching. This teaching is, is that to eat of my flesh and to drink of my blood. It is derived from an Old Testament principle that they would sacrifice their children to the Lord. And they would eat them. And, and, and here it was, his disciples are hearing these old teachings and like, this is hard, Lord. I don't know if we could do this. But really, he wasn't asking them to eat of his flesh nor to drink of his blood. What Jesus was trying to get to them is that you have to die to your flesh and be washed in the blood. You, you, you have to die to your flesh when you want to exercise the options that I haven't chosen for you. You have to die to your flesh when you're trying to do things that is contrary to the things that you're doing. You have to be washed in the blood and cleansed because your mind needs to be cleared and cleansed and purified because if you don't, then you're going to find yourself doing the same old. Stuff. You know what the definition of insanity is? Is doing the same thing but expecting different. So I says you got to have a renewed mind. Because if you leave out of this place with an unrenewed mind, then you're gonna find yourself renewing the same old stuff. You're gonna find yourself doing the same old things. And how can you? Fix the messed up problem with the same messed up mind that got you in the mess up in the first place. How are you going to fix something and do something different when you got the same mind? Yeah. When you still see what you're doing as good. That's why he gave them the option between good and evil. Now you can see what's good and what's evil. And really the truth of the matter is God never wanted you to know the difference between the two. That's why he said, I never wanted you to touch or to eat of that tree. Because I don't want you to know or to suffer with the consequences and the mindsets of dealing with the wrong options. I just want you to wait on me because if you wait on me, I'm always going to lead you in the right way. I I, I don't want you to be led of your own fruition, uh, uh, of your own doing. I don't want you to be marching down the pathway of your own choice. I just want you to follow me. Don't eat of this tree, because if you do, you're going to know right from wrong. And I only want you to know what's right, and that's me. I don't want you to have no other option. I don't want you to have nothing else but me. Of course, you know they ate of that tree, thus gaining knowledge of good and of evil. And you know what God declares in that moment? He says, now in that moment, you need to depart. Because if you eat of the tree of life, they have become like us, he said. They have knowledge now. But if they continue, now watch the tree of life, they could freely eat. Can I help you today? God wanted you to live for eternity. God wanted you to live for eternity. That's why you can eat of the tree of life freely. But he said the moment they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil we can no longer allow them to eat of the tree of life wait a minute god you taking that away too no i'm protecting you <laughs> uh, uh, wait a minute god so where are we gonna get life from no i'm protecting you because I don't want you to live everlasting life, eternal life with the turmoil, with the struggle of knowing right and what's wrong. I can't have you living with a lie. So I got to pull you out. I got to take you out. Because if you continue living this life with that type of knowledge, guilt and condemnation shall be your rule. Would you be honest in this moment? Have you ever done something that you're still living up under the pressure and the weight of what you've done? The consequences of the option you exercise and you're still living up under the guilt of that. You know what you did. You know what you said. You know what you took. You know all of those things and you're still struggling. With the condemnation of it. the places you go and you're reminded of the decisions you made. There's songs you hear that remind you of the, the options that you exercise. God said, I never wanted you to live with that eternal life. So I had to separate you. Because I don't want you to deal with this in the way you're dealing with. it. Oh, you have options, but your best option, as the Bible says, is that choose ye this day. Whom shall you serve? Will you serve the Lord? Or will you continue to serve the gods and the idols of which you serve? And you say, well, I don't serve no idols. Look in the mirror. I don't bow down to no idols. You got one right there in the mirror right before you. Worshiping yourself. So fresh and so clean. God says, I don't want you worshiping any idols. So choose ye this day. Whom are you going to serve? You got options. Tell your neighbor, you have options. But ask your neighbor, what option are you going to exercise? Because if you don't choose rightly, then you're always going to manifest wrongly in your life. He says, I have set before you life and death. But I admonish you, I encourage you, choose life. Choose life. So today, the Lord is laying options before you right now. And some of you may say, I already exercised my options. I've chosen to follow Jesus. You you know, the disciples were following Jesus too, but yet they still made other choices. You know, Judas decided to steal even though he accepted Jesus. Peter decided to cuss and cut a man, but he still accepted and followed Jesus. Y'all quiet. They still exercise options, but watch what happens. Jesus said to Peter, he said, now that you have been converted, go back and strengthen your brethren. So there was a conversion process, even after the choice that which one made. It's not enough just to accept Christ. You got to live for him. So in this moment, I wish you would bow your heads at this time. Because there's options. But the question is, is what option are you going to exercise in your own life? Are you going to follow Jesus? or Are you going to turn like the 70 disciples and turn from Jesus and go another way? Now, the Bible doesn't say what, where did they go, what God they serve. But we do know this. They left from Jesus. They decided to go another way. And not Yahweh's way. So my question to you today is. What option are you going to exercise? I want to talk to the seasoned saint right now. You have been serving God a long time. But yet you're still. Operating in old. Mindsets. Still exercising old options. So to you. The seasoned faithful saint the one who's in church every sunday and the one who comes to bible study but the one who is struggling on wednesday struggling with the decisions and the guilt and the condemnation of your past and all the things you have done wrong i'm talking to you today god says i want you to exercise another option to fully give yourself over to me So that you can eat of the tree of life eternally without the guilt and the condemnation of what you have done. And you can lay it all at the altar as we sang about the blood washing you and purging you and cleansing you. That you can die to your flesh and be washed by the blood to be made clean and whole again. So I talk to you first today. You're here today and you're struggling with the condemnation of your past or even your present. The Lord is here today to wash you and to purge you. If that's you today, simply slip your hand in the air. You know what you've done. And the guilt is running rampant in your mind. You can't turn from it. You can't run from it. It's there, right, glaring in your face. If that's you today, you've done some wrong, but God is here today to wash you and cleanse you. If that's you, would you lift your hand? The next appeal is, I see you, daughter. I believe there's another that would say today is the day I'm getting washed and cleansed by his blood. Anyone else? Anyone else? Then there are those of you who have not accepted Christ, but today he is here today to wash you and cleanse you in a pardon of your sins. He cut the garden off not to, to punish them, but to, to help them. He cut the garden off because what was there uh, at this point had become tainted in their eyesight God is here today to cover you and protect you it's not here to hurt harm nor danger you if you're here today and you want to give your life to Christ that's you today would you put your hand in the air thank you father God we bless you God we thank you and God we give you the glory my last appeal is to those who are here today you don't have a church home The Lord is speaking to you right now. You're between pillow and post, searching. And God has sent you to this place as an answer prayer. God, I need a place to connect with. Well, today is that connection. If that's you today, don't have a church home, but you're looking. And God has spoken to your heart about what's happening here at Elevate Church. And he is saying to you, be a part of what? I'm doing in this place. If that's you today, would you lift your hand in the air today to be a part of what God is doing here at Elevate Church. Would you wave your hand at me. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. And God, we give you the glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Would you clap your hands real loud? And give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. Before we close on today, Brother Brian, would you grab Sister Sharon, if you would, in the children's ministry? Sister Sharon, would you grab that off the table, is our children's ministry director. And if you have kids in the children's ministry, uh, every Sunday they come out with a great smile and delight in their hearts because of the phenomenal job. That they're doing back there with our kids. Um, so, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Come here, though. She said, I got to come out here like this with the ugly sweater on. She, she even dressed apart for the kids. So, during our vision, brunch, uh, we honored her uh, and her. We want to just show a sign of appreciation for all the great work that she does in the back. And we're presenting with her the 2021 Equipping Award. So, for building up the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for all your work and all your effort. Amen. Amen. She works hard. She shows up when nobody else shows up. Uh, when there are no workers back there, you best believe she's working. Uh, she's here late hours sometimes running off paper and doing all. Full-time job, chemist at a plant. Amen. Long hours, but yet she spends a lot of hours laboring for your kids. Amen. Thank you so much. We love you. Amen. So with that being said, parents, if you have kids that are partaking in the children's ministry, we would ask that you would serve at least one time. Amen. To help out, uh, to give those who serve a break and whatnot. You can take one Sunday. Amen. To be with your kids. I'm trying to get away from them, Pastor. That's why I send them back there. Amen. One Sunday is not going to hurt. Praise the Lord. Amen. Stand to your feet as we close. A couple brief announcements before we depart. We will not be having Christmas service nor service on that Sunday. So normally we would do a Christmas morning service on the 25th, Uh, but because